I've been telling you for a long time that SaveWithConrad.com can save you money, but don't take my word for it. Hello. Yes, good afternoon, Josh. Yeah. Hi, this is Dave Sova from Save with Conrad. How you doing, Dave? Doing good, my friend. How are you? I'm I'm well, thank you. What made yeah. you go to SaveWithConrad.com in the first place? I uh refinanced twice before. And it felt like I was just spinning my wheels. After hearing Save with Conrad and seeing where my family and I were financially, I just gave it a chance and called. And I did. So we figured out a plan where both of our cars were going to get paid off and I had $5,000 in credit card debt. So I cleared that out as well. So right now I have no debt except for the house. I've gained 10 years of principal. It almost came to practically over $120,000 with all the interest. And I was like, wow, I've been getting had. I've been getting hustled. So this time, it's time for me to win. And uh, Derek helped me uh, win with this mortgage. That's just awesome. A hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand dollars. That's incredible. I finally got off my ass and made the phone call and swallowed my pride. And thank God I did, because if I didn't swallow my pride, I still would have been down there in the bottom of the hole. The lack of stress that I have now about money has freed me and now i can live life exactly the way i want it so what are you waiting for find out how much money you can save right now for free you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket even credit scores in the 500s can be approved and if we can't save you money we won't waste your time but because we're licensed in more than 40 states we can help more families than ever before find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com Oh, and did I mention you can skip your next two house payments? Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Are you a fan of What Happened When Monday with Tony Schiavone and want the full Schiavone experience? Deprive yourselves no longer because What Happened When Monday is brought to you by Patreon.com slash WHWMonday. And if you want the full Shivani experience, this is the place for you. You get weekly Q&As depending on your level. You might even get coffee with Tony or a yearly meetup in Huntsville with Tony and Conrad. It's all available to you. And the levels start at just $7 a month. Support this show and get the full Shivani experience at Patreon dot com slash whw monday and of course if you're a tony shivani fan or you have a tony shivani fan in your life make sure to head on over to loisrules.com and pick up one of these one-of-a-kind shirts that's like a signal to other people when you go to wrestling events and you're wearing a what happened when monday shirt they know you're a shivani fan you know they're a shivani fan it's a secret society join it with one of the many many inside jokes that are emblazoned upon the t-shirts over at loisrules.com. WHW Monday! Jim Crockett, First Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tactics, Turner, Bonin, Mid-South Joint World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and friends what they win, look Shivani's back again. World title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow. 
Lasso, Arquette, Champ, Vinny, Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zing's a good-looking man. Klondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm I'm doing all right, Conrad. How you doing, buddy? Man, if I was any better, I'd be twins. It's a great mm. time to be a wrestling fan. We're all alive. We're all healthy. And, uh, we're watching some old school wrestling together. And today a very special show, one of the more iconic moments in WCW history. Of course, we're talking about when big van Vader power bombed cactus Jack on the floor on the a show for WCW, which back in 1993 was WCW Saturday night, fire up your WWE network to 1993. The date specifically is April 24th. It's one hour and 19 minutes. And man, this is, uh. As far as 1993 WCW, one of the best things of the year, huh? Yeah, it really is. You know, I was I was just thinking as as we're we're talking about the date, and I'm looking about who's all on the show. This may have been the time, close around the time when Orndorff kicked Vader's ass in the backstage area. Uh, that actually didn't happen too terribly far after this. That would happen in 1995. Okay, uh, right. and that would spell the end of Vader. So. But still, we're just what, probably seven, eight months away from him really putting the wood to Ric Flair at Starcade 93, one of the more memorable moments of the year. And of course, we remember that wasn't supposed to happen. The original plan was Sid Vicious Invader, but uh, Arn and a pair of scissors put a stop to that. Uh, wow. We're, we're excited to be talking about this episode in particular today. Fire up WCW Saturday Night on the network. From April 24th, 1993. What a big show this is. Can't wait to watch it with you. Uh, I wasn't at the height of my wrestling fandom. I was sort of easing out by this point, but I was just so fascinated by Vader and, and Cactus Jack, two of the more, more compelling characters, not just in WCW, but in all of wrestling in 1993. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would. And I'm trying to think here, uh, in, in the grand scheme of where I was at this time, this was, am I right at the, at the end, uh, during the Bill Watts era, maybe, or at the end of the Kip Fry era, I, I it all kind of run together for me, you know, I just, uh, because we, we were jerked around so much, but yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to going back and reliving this stuff with you, man. I really am. I hate Steven Singer and you know what else I hate everything that's happening in the world right now. Our heart breaks for those who have lost loved ones, those who are ill, struggling small businesses, and everyone affected by this. Normally, Steven Singer is in the love business and the happiness business. And this is the time when I would announce his new rose color for Mother's Day, but this year is different. I'm announcing his brand new I Love You 24 karat gold dipped rose. It's a beautiful pink blush color rose that will hopefully brighten your loved one's day. But Steven wants to put a little love in everyone's days. So he's using a portion of every rose sold to support local restaurants by purchasing catering for all the incredible nurses, doctors, and first responders and hospital workers. 
You can purchase an I Love You Rose and know that you're sending love to the moms in your life while supporting local restaurants and thanking our essential workers. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom on Mother's Day. Steven Singer is shipping as fast and safely as possible. Steven treats his customers as family and is here for you. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com for free and touchless delivery and also include a personalized message of love. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. This would have been after Watts is gone. A rule of thumb is uh, you always ask yourself, was JR there? Because if JR wasn't there, then Bill Watts wasn't there. Only, uh, you know, Bill's out and then what? A month, six weeks later, JR's behind him. So either way, though, a, a really, really special show here. I'm excited about this one. And I hope you are too. Fire up your, your WCW Saturday night, April 24th, 1993. Without any further ado, let's get our six man. Oh man, that makes me sad. Just saying six man to you. All right, what's wrong with six man? Oh, okay. oh, I get you. The belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is my boulevard of broken dreams. Ladies and gentlemen is <laughs> speaking of broken dreams is Lois around. She's uh, actually on the other side of the bat cave on her knees over here. Aren't you Lois? What? Lois, is it, is it your birthday? No, no. She, uh, Lois, you want to give us a countdown from over there? What do you want me to count down? Well, what the, what the hell do you think I want you to count down? Like always. Uh, about what? Uh, about you guys being a dumbass? About WCW Saturday night. Okay, go ahead. Count it loud. Ready? Go. Three, two, one, play. Okay. Well, that was fast, but I'm in there. And here we see uh, Harley race on yep. the outside of the ring here. Cactus Jack on the apron, Nick Patrick yep. on the inside. Here he comes. Wow. Oh man. I'm so thankful. He didn't do the sunset flip onto the floor, but just doing the dive right innovator. That's a lot of meat throwing yourself around like that. Uh, the only reason he didn't do sunset flip on the floor was it just has so happened to be that the mat was there. Had it been a floor, he would have done on the floor. Now count out here is going to be the fact that. Cactus Jack beat Vader by count out and look at the crowd. Yeah. How about that? So WCW Saturday night heading. Uh, oh, here. Hey man. Come on now. Here they come with all that star cast cash. (laughs) Too cold Scorpio cooler than the other side of the pillow way ahead of his time. A high flyer, but had some meat on him, son. He, uh, oh, getting some hug from, from hugs from the ladies and. By the way, I don't know that me and you've talked about this, but apparently he and uh, Colonel Robert Parker had a lot in common. Really? I was told that sometimes at the, uh, there's a specific hotel in Philadelphia yeah. and, um, he apparently to entertain the owner of ECW back before Paul Heyman bought it, Todd Gordon, mm. he would uh, invite Todd into the room and he would play jump rope with, uh, certain female admirers. Wow. And he would, he would chant Todd is God, Todd as God, as he sort of hit him over the head from across the room. Oh yeah. How about these kids breaking it down here? This is really cool. Don't you think? No, I think it's very cool. This is definitely a time where you're trying to, to talk a little bit to wait a minute. Look at the smirk on this guy on the left right here. It's Paul Lee. Holy shit. It's the fake nature boy. Are (laughs) you fucking kidding? I had no idea. He was there. I was like. Man, this slack-jawed motherfucker right here looks just like Paul Lee, but a little less douchey. 
No, yeah. he hadn't grown into full douchery yet. I don't know that you saw, but he recently ran for mayor of Ringgold. Yeah, I saw that. That motherfucker's on this show. Yeah, Paul Lee is uh, waiting for the hot tag here. I don't know. I guess it would be like a lukewarm tag in his case. Yeah, and this is uh, Vincent as not in McMahon. Uh, I liked the team of Two Court Scorpio and Marcus Bagwell. This is before Bagwell became kind of a Paul Lee guy type guy. Uh, but uh, Bagwell had, uh, man, he, he was a handsome looking young baby face, wasn't he? No, he really was. I mean, I think he was rookie of the year. And I mean, I think a lot of people assumed, Hey, this guy could be like one of your next breakout stars. I'm not going to compare him to sting necessarily, but he was the young white meat baby face, like a sting before him. Uh, I guess not all that different from Tom Zink, but I think a lot of people assumed this guy had a bigger upside maybe than Tom Zink. And, and as we know, certainly he did. And here comes unbelievably the wannabe mayor of Ringgold. Mr. Paul Lee, by the way, he calls himself the real nature boy and says, uh, woo me. Don't boo me. Mm. Okay. Good for him. Jesus. Look at him running his mouth. Well, yeah, had a little bit of, uh, vim and vigor here. Didn't he? A little bit of, uh, ah, fuck him. I hear he's a nice guy. Really? I don't don't know a ton about him. Uh, I've met him a handful of times. He's always been nice to me. Yeah. I do see a lot of people fucking with him online and I guess <laughs> Bagwell wasn't going for that shit. Was he? Nope. <laughs> By the way, he's selling a cruise. I don't know that you've seen that, but you can actually, you can get on a cruise with nature boy, Paulie. God, I guess anybody can have a cruise now. Couldn't they? Buff Bagwell also booked on that cruise. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So if you play your cards right, maybe you can get a little Cowboys for angels, but watch, watch the money bag. Uh, absolutely. Watch it. Yanks. So here we start out. I think, uh, this is, uh, you're surely in uh, Jesse Ventura doing the commentary here. Let's, uh, let's take a little listen. How should we do that? What do we say? When we want to listen, track it. Yeah, Tony, they're not quite there yet to really and truly compete with a chance to beat the Hollywood Blondes. I don't believe so. So what are they lacking here, coach? A little more experience. So what do you think of yourself and uh, Jesse Ventura as a broadcast duo? I like it. I do too. I, I, I really could work with Jesse quite well. And the reason I can work with Jesse quite well is that we worked at it. You know, the, uh, J- JR has mentioned this before. Uh, now looking in hindsight that he really didn't work that well with Jesse because he was always pissed off about how much money Jesse was making. And he, what I like about Jr. is he's a man about it and says, Hey, it wasn't good because I was a dickhead and I, I, I was in a bad place. Just, I was rude to him and short to him and not a good coworker because I found out he was making more than me and that's not his fault. Right. And I was just the complete opposite. I was so enamored and, and had so many. I, I saw Jesse as a star and right. I felt me working with him was a, helped me and was a step up for me. So I approached him com- completely. Who the fuck? That's a great the, question. That's the Cole twins. Okay. What do you remember about the Cole twins? Absolutely nothing. Can you believe this is even a thing? Oh my gosh. Here come the Godwins or the, the precursor to the Godwins. Tex Slazinger. That's Shanghai and, Pierce, baby. Shanghai Pierce. And who is that in there with them? That Max Payne, Max Muscle. I don't know who it is. It looked almost kind of looked like a RVD wannabe. 
Yeah. So the Cole twins are Kent Cole and Keith Cole. They're the Cole brothers. Wow. They're Cole twins. So anyway, uh, me working with Jesse was cool. And, and I saw, and I let him do his stuff and, uh, and he appreciated it. And I thought we were a good team. Track it. Well, I'll tell you, Shivani, I've never accused Cactus Jack of being brilliant. I've never accused him of being a brain surgeon. He had a tremendous win last week against Big Van Vader, but I personally think he's let his ego get in the way coming back this week so quickly to face the world champion again. I would agree. Cactus Jack right now is making his way towards us. You can hear the fans here and the cheers, the applause. For this athlete out of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, after what we saw last week. Now, this man, 27 stitches, broken nose, a concussion. Big Van Vader says, I want you one more time. You don't have to look for me. What's going through your mind about getting back in the ring with Big Van Vader? When you step in the ring with Big Van Vader, there's a lot of things go through your mind. It's been a very big week for me. A week of high mountains and low valleys. You understand, the biggest win of my career, but the worst beating of my life. So now you step in the ring again with Big Van Vader and lots of things are flashing through my mind. The cheers of the fans, it's something new, something I need to get used to. Fear, fear's nothing new in my life, you understand? My fear is okay. What I'm going to do out here may surprise a lot of people. I'm going to talk about something very uncactus jackish. What I'm talking about is my family. People may find it hard to understand, but I got a, a wife and a little baby boy who think their dad's about the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and when I stepped out of that hospital, when I stepped out of that hospital, I saw something in their eyes I'd never seen before. It was fear. It was a look saying, Daddy, Daddy, don't climb back in the ring with Big Van Vader. Because he did this to me. He did this to me. But I've got to, you see, this thing's way above me. It's way above Big Van Vader. It's above anything I've ever taken part in. I've got to do it, but Vader, win, lose, or draw, this is the last time. If you can take me out, if you can put Cactus Jack down, then you do it. You've got my respect, you've got my awe, but I've got something that very few people do. A win over the world champion! So tonight, Big Van Vader, rest assured, as I hold on to the things dearest to my life, I'm telling you, you hold on for the ride of your life. You want to destroy Cactus Jack, understand something and understand it very well. I've been trying to do the same thing for most of my 27 years and couldn't get the job done. Neither will you. Neither will you. Amen. What a fucking promo, man. Yeah. You know, uh, on a national level, he was uh, the Cactus Jack at WCW was not like Mankind, was not like uh, Mick Foley. But damn, I like the old Cactus Jack, didn't you? No, I do too. It, it just yeah. shows you just how talented he was. And he is, but I'm just saying, this is so old here. <laughs> I mean, this is 27 years ago. Right. And he's just clicking on all cylinders. And of course, we know he's going to become 
much more famous and, and popular for were, you know, pulling a sock out of his underwear and shilling chef boy RD. But this version of the character cactus Jack was just unbelievable to me. And I love, you know, his tone of voice he would use. And it was just very real. I, I, I dug it the most and I'm glad we we're getting to watch it here today. All right. Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Uh, I, and I, I had forgot that Jesse Ventura called Gary Capetta, Gary Kapinski. By the way, uh, how much voiceover work do you think Jesse Ventura would be doing if he wasn't a crackpot? Uh, he was uh, one of the great voices still. Absolutely. Without yeah. question. He could do, he could do cartoons. He could do, uh, yeah, he could be a voice talent. And I'm telling you, voice talents make tons of money, tons, tons of money. It's cash cow. Oh, the wrecking crew. Okay, I got it. The Wrecking Crew. One of the members of the Wrecking Crew was the one who helped out uh, Shanghai Pierce and Tex Lazinger there. I remember the Wrecking Crew, uh, kind of. I remember the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Mm -hmm. Well, this was, a, this was kind of an Ole Anderson uh, invention here, the Wrecking Crew. This is the Marietta Wrecking Crew. <laughs> Smyrna. Sm Mableton. Smyrna Wrecking Crew. Smyrna Wrecking Crew. Uh, well, we've had some, uh, we, man, I just, uh, go back to that cactus Jack interview. This was after, and I, and I don't want to take away from Ricky steamboat here, but this was after the, our cactus Jack, uh, amnesia. No, no, no. It's leading to that. Leading to that. Okay. Yeah. So let me explain. Um, all right. Thank you. That we're going to power bomb him on the floor and it's supposed oh. to be a way to sort of write him off TV and he can come back and challenge Vader. Uh, and it ultimately pays off at Halloween havoc and a spin the wheel, make the deal type of remember that situation. one. Well, but he bled all over. But after this, he hits his head. And so that's when he has amnesia and Meltzer absolutely loved it. He says, WCW ran on TV on April 24th, what appeared to be its best angle in years involving big Van Vader and cactus Jack, but it largely wasn't an angle at all. It was easily the best television show in at least terms of production since the new regime took over. The return match from the brutal encounter that aired on 417 was the highlight. Now, before we keep going here, Tony, I do want to ask, because we are at center stage. It's not like you guys in this era are doing the show live. This is sort of pre-internet. Uh, and you've often called center stage here a shithole. We'll talk about that a little later, but you guys were, were taping multiple episodes in one sitting. It's not like you do one Saturday night and thanks for coming folks. So they probably saw the match that we opened up with the recap with on this episode. Just a few minutes before he goes back, bandages himself up, talks about going to the hospital last week and his family saying, don't get back in there with Vader. And then he's back out there for this angle. Correct. Yeah. Right. I, we think, I, we think, I think if I remember correctly that we did uh, two weeks worth. Okay. So there, is, there, there might be a chance, but there, yeah, there could be a chance two different days. It right. doesn't really matter. Either way, Meltzer were right. It was another very good match in many ways, better than the first, even though Jack was working when logic said he shouldn't, the match wasn't anywhere near the over the limit brutality of the first meeting where Jack suffered numerous facial injuries and a concussion from Vader's punches. Jack's, uh, Jack for reasons he himself probably only truly understands wanted it that way to create a memorable match. And in that way, he did succeed. Although one questions if the injuries are worth it, the rematch was even more memorable for reasons that make one ask the same questions. After missing a somersault body block on the ring apron, Harley race pulled off the mats, covering the floor and Vader power bombed Jack. The drama of this was increased to the nth degree. When Vader lifted Jack up for the move and Tony Schiavone said, 
If he power bombs him on the floor, he may kill him. That was supposed to be an angle where Jack would be injured, enabling him to take four months off to recuperate from the injuries he'd already suffered and had been working nightly on. As it turned out, even with Vader attempting to protect him on the move, Jack's head apparently hit the floor hard on the power bomb and a sickening thud was heard on the landing. Although Jack has taken numerous more spectacular and theoretically more dangerous bumps on the floor with sickening thuds before. Jack was knocked out and lost feeling in various extremities, which resulted in him becoming immobilized and being rushed to the hospital in an ambulance, all of which aired on television on television. It almost appeared to be a legitimate career ending or even life-threatening situation in the building. There was legitimate fear that he had broken his neck at press time. The nature of Jack's injuries weren't completely known other than he suffered a severe concussion which was made even more dangerous by the closeness and time to his previous concussion. Just 16 days earlier, there were no broken bones. The numbness in his hands hadn't gone away, which could be an indication of nerve damage, which would be the most serious of the injuries. And it could keep him out of the ring for an extended period of time. There's no real, no real way to know of saying when he'll return, but nobody expects even in the best case scenario that he would return for at least a month, but barring unforeseen developments based on further examinations by a neurologist, it doesn't appear to be a career ending situation. Good God. So this trip to the hospital is not funny. Ha ha. This is real. Right. Yeah, it's real. And we always shook our head at him. I, and it was kind of like, you know, Mick, what are you doing? It, and I, and I go, and I, I've told this story many times. I go back to when we were in Philadelphia, the old civic center one time, and we were there earlier and we were sitting out there. He said, I want to take a bump off of the, off of the balcony here, right onto the floor, just straight on the floor. He said, I think when my back hits the concrete, it will make a great sound. And I said, oh yeah, it will. I said, but you're, you're out of your mind. But he did things like that. He pushed the envelope to the tune of what does it matter that it does to my body? And you and I have watched on uh, Patreon, I think it was a bonus episode on Patreon the cage match and the crazy things he did in that yeah. against Undertaker. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, but, uh, it, uh, it helped build his, uh, the legend of Cactus the legend Jack. absolutely did. Yeah. We should mention this is, uh, this is taped on April 21st. So three days before it airs process what we're talking about there. I know this sounds silly, but this airs on a Saturday night, of course. Right. So that's the 24th Friday's the 23rd Thursday's the 22nd. A Wednesday night and you're witnessing what could have been a murder. It's unbelievable. Ah, uh, yeah. Murders reserved for the weekends as a rule of thumb. Especially in Atlanta. Oh uh, man. You know what's great? You ever see the Cat Williams stand up special, his first real one to pop big back in 06? No, I know I've never seen a Cat Williams stand up. Maybe I should. Oh, uh, go watch it. There's one from 06. It's on Netflix. I think it's called like the Pimp Chronicles or something like that. But he talks about the magic of Atlanta. He said, all of your hopes and dreams can come true in this city, or you can get murdered at a stoplight. Either way, <laughs> it all happens in Atlanta. And I just thought that was a perfect way to describe the ATL. Yeah, it, and I agree with that. And I don't have time for Atlanta at all. And everybody says, you live in Atlanta? I go, nope, Marietta. And their steamboat rolls up a member of the wrecking crew to get the win. And by the way, I know it's two on one, but to me, you're a former NWA champion. Uh, hit your fucking finish on that goof. Yes, absolutely do it. 
I mean, if you can't get a clean win over one of the, these fucking guys, mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy that. You can go out there and compete with Vader. Here's a look one more time. And it took a double team and then the elbow shot that he missed and uh, steamboat just rolls him up. That just shows you Conrad what a ring technician Ricky steamboat really is. And he can beat him this way. You reckon the Cole twins have like a, a roofing company. Maybe they build decks around Atlanta. What do you think they're they, doing? They could. The coal roofing. We're your deck men. We love big decks and we cannot lie. <laughs> now you've been telling me that you've got a bigger deck than ever over at the house, right? Yeah. Hey, speaking of big old decks, here he comes now. Mm-hmm. Ravishing Rick Rude. I got to tell you, man, I feel like. I don't know. He's one of the more tragic stories of WCW. Like he should have been the tippy top guy. And he was certainly in the main events a few times. And he had some memorable feuds with, with, uh, Ric Flair, but I don't feel like he ever had the same momentum here that he did in the WWF. Am I wrong on that? No, you're, you're right on that. I, uh, again, it, it, it's almost in the same vein as our missteps with Steve Austin. Now I, I know, you know, we could, it, it, it's easy to sit back now and do the armchair quarterbacking on what stone cold became, but Rick rude to me was a bigger star in the WWE than he was in WCW. And that shouldn't have been because he had the look and he could work. He had great working punches. He could do a lot. He had a damn good promo. I mean, the stop my music and let me show you what a real man looks like taking off his robe and getting women's reaction. That was all great stuff. And we just, I don't know what it was. I, I, I don't know what it was. You know, what's interesting too, is, is you guys put the big gold belt on him, but at the time it wasn't technically the WCW world title. That was the one that Vader held. And yeah, it was I, a bastardized version, right? I would have liked to have seen him be the actual top guy. I think he's one of the best heels in the history of wrestling. And man, when you, when you talk about swagger in wrestling, did anybody have it more than Rick rude? No. And he had it backstage too. Like he is just in real life. You just look at that guy and you're like, oh, he's somebody. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who he is or what he does, but he's somebody and he just looks like a million bucks. And he has, I don't know this, this charisma, um, his, hell fa- his, move. his face has character. I mean, he yeah. looks like he could be a Hollywood actor or a professional athlete. He's chiseled. Yeah. He, he is yeah. the original Mr. Steal your girl. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And also had kind of a porn star look to boot. Well, that's the stash. There's a famous photo that's gone viral in the last 10 years or so of him and Vader posing out in front of a Marriott with a handgun. And, Mm. uh, it's the Atlanta Marriott. And, uh, when I showed it to Michael Dawkins, not too long ago, he, he, he replied, uh, if I was that mayor, if I ran that Marriott, I would frame it and hang it on the wall inside. (laughs) <laughs> just big van Vader and full of swagger, Rick rude, brandishing a pistol, frame it, put it on frame it, track it, track it. All right, Jesse, we need to ask. And Jesse and I were talking about this ravishing Rick. Rude. You're looking around here. You're lo- what are you looking at? What are you looking for? What's going on here? That's none of your business. You're here to talk about wrestling. All right, let's talk about wrestling, in particular the U.S. title. On WCW Worldwide Wrestling, the Computerized Contender Challenge happens during the month of May. It was announced this weekend. 
and it was announced that Kensuke Sasaki, based on the computer, gets a shot at Dustin Rhodes and his U.S. title. What's your reaction to that? Political rhetoric. It's nothing but a last dire attempt of the WCW officials to prevent the inevitable. But sooner or later, it's gonna be put up or shut up time, Dustin. Then you're gonna to have to back up all the things you've been saying. Then you're gonna to have to prove if you're man enough to be called United States champion. And me, I'm gonna to have to prove to you, to the WCW officials, and to all those people who are living to see me die, that it's not gonna happen, not in your lifetime. So I'll be patient, and I'll wait till the match has been signed and we step into the ring. But I will be here next week, Dustin. And if you get into my face in any way, shape, or form, or you say anything out of line, forget about the belt. I'm gonna rip your head off. Ravishina Rick Rude. Old school, Ooh. man. Yes, sir, buddy. It's looking right into the camera, looking right into your living room and talking about your opponent. How about Love Slam Marie 93, a legends reunion? Eric whoa, Bischoff whoa. here, track it. Indeed, to have its roots deeply planted in the rich tradition of professional wrestling. Now, with that in mind, WCW is more than excited to host Slamboree, a Legends reunion. Now, the event will be held at the Omni in Atlanta on Sunday, May 23rd, and that's just part of what is going to be an unforgettable weekend. Now, the day before, fans can attend Slam Meet, an opportunity to meet and greet some of the legends in attendance. And later that night, it's Slam Feast, a once-in-a-lifetime dinner with the legends themselves. It is, without a doubt, one of the most anticipated events ever in our history. Now, during Slamboree, as well as getting to see many of the legends in attendance, the fans will see the top superstars of WCW in competition. We have two big announcements to make. The WCW World Heavyweight title will be on the line at Slamboree as Big Ben Vader defends against a British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. And Barry Windham and Arn Anderson have signed to face each other for Windham's NWA title. Now, just one week ago, after an exchange of words, the two came to blows. What a match this should be. But right now, let's go to another legend in this sport, a man who has set the standard for all wrestling announcers, Mr. Gordon Soley. Well, thank you very much, Eric. You know, it gives me a great sense of pride to be part of this tremendous event. My years in this sport are filled with vivid memories of some of the world's greatest athletes. And on Sunday, May 23rd, many of these legendary competitors will come together once again, bringing back memories and creating some new ones. So far, here on WCW Saturday Night, we have announced six men who will be on hand for the Slamboree. We now have four more to add to that list. Lord James Blears, quite possibly the most famous wrestler ever from Hawaii. They called him the King of Waikiki. A former Pacific heavyweight champion, after his years in the sport, then became a commentator. Also at Slamboree, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. A three times NWA world champion won his first title from Harley Race in Tampa in 1979. Went on to become one of the most popular athletes ever. Dusty, oddly enough, began his career as a hated member of the Texas Outlaws with Dick Murdoch. The Masked Assassin, probably the greatest masked man of all times and certainly the most ruthless. And finally, 
Blackjack Mulligan. The rough Texan from Eagle Pass was one of the greatest big men ever to enter in pro wrestling. He held many titles and was a dominant force in the U.S. title scene in the 1970s. He and Blackjack Lanza were one of the most feared teams in the AWA during that decade. But as a singles competitor, Mulligan had no equal. The claw was his single favorite hold, but he also had a vicious right-hand punch that knocked out many a man. Now, let's take a look at this big Texan. Jack, you know Slaughter's put up a $1,000 challenge exactly right. for that. This is the shit you grew up on right here, isn't it? Oh, this is my wheelhouse, buddy. Rich Landrum, Johnny Weaver talking to Blackjack. I, uh, I had dinner with Rich Landrum once and had no fucking idea that I was eating dinner with Rich Landrum. Cause I didn't know who the fuck Rich Landrum was. Yeah. I never met rich to be honest with you, but I did read something about, he said, Shivani's bitter about the business. And I say, who the fuck is he to say I'm bitter about the business? He doesn't even know me, but, uh, blackjack, man, this is black. This is 81. And this is a couple of years after that great angle, uh, with he and flair, hat in but, the robe, baby. Yeah. Uh, but. That was, I, I like the thing with a very handsome Eric Bischoff and Gordon Soley here. Don't you? It's very Remember? respectful and it, it's, it's in stark contrast to the way the WWF would present something like this. I can appreciate that they're trying to embrace sort of the, the history of wrestling and the NWA. And it is sort of fun as they run through some of these guys, it's like, uh, oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, mm -hmm. not really sure who that is. Oh, dusty Rhodes, like one of the biggest stars ever. How about Eric Bischoff, man, doing his best here, by the he's way, he's rather really handsome. He's running the fucking ship right now. I mean, that's, yeah. what's crazy to think is, you know, with Watts out, he's, uh, he's newly the top guy. H how are you feeling about that? You know, this guy comes in behind you and now he's leapfrogging you and I'm feeling know. wonderful about it. He's, he's making me his number one announcer and he's depending on me to do a lot. I feel great. And the pressure of running the business, not on me. I've said that many times. I feel great about it. Uh, interesting that, uh, before, Oh, here comes beautiful Bobby, man. And, and Eric fucking Watts, Eric Watts. All right. So now Bill Watts is out, right? More than likely Eric's going to do the job here. Don't you think? Well, look at this jacket that Bobby's wearing. Hmm. Lord bless us. We knew not what we did mm, right out of a, right out of Boaz, Alabama, buddy. Look at that haircut that Eric Watts is sporting here. That's a big I'm multi. I'm going to step out and say, if bad money slim was of age in 1993, he would have been rocking a mullet. He probably would have been bad. Is, money is slim he... looks like a, a mullet kind of motherfucker. Well, you're half right. I, uh, let, let me say this about, I, I want to ask you a question going back to, we just saw Eric Eric's run the company and we saw ravishing Rick rude as Eric told you ever told you the story about rude's funeral, uh, that he was asked to leave. Yeah. Is that true? I had heard that. I didn't know if he ever confirmed that on the, on the 83 weeks or not with you, or if you ever brought that up to him. All right. We have talked about it. It was at the end of, uh, an episode. And we also recently talked about with Jim Ross, how Chris Benoit's family asked him to leave. Right. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's remarkable how, you know, so many of the families sort of blame wrestling for the loss of their loved one. Yeah. And it's a, it's a terrible time. I, I get that, but uh, I didn't know if that was a true story or not. I had heard that, but then again, you hear so much in wrestling. You don't know what to believe. I'm going to tell you this. If I'm Bob, if I'm Bobby Eaton and Eric Watts gets on top of me and slaps the back of my head, yeah. I'm getting up a little fucking half hot for real. Bobby never got up half hot. He was never, 
You, you got to meet him. He was such a gentle soul. No, I, mean, I said was. if I was him. Oh, yeah, you, shit. I, you. I'm Bobby Eaton, goddammit. You're Eric Watts. Okay. Motherfucker. Well, if I'm Eric Watts and I keep you down and slap me on the back of the head, I'm going to put a knee on the back of your head and crunch your nose down on the mat. Well, when I get up, I'm going to fuck you up for real well, because you're Eric the, Watts. Yeah, well, you know what? The key word is win. Win. And you just may not, motherfucker. No. Side headlock takeover. Bobby Eaton's getting up. By the way, we're getting up because next week, Backlash 2006, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon take on Shawn Michaels and God. You Can't excited? wait for this. Can't wait for it. Dude, how about the sandwich effect we've had here? You know, we went one of the all-time great episodes, sort of building hype and intrigue for Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat on World Championship Wrestling. We come back with May Young having a hand. Now we're following up with Vader powerbombing Cactus Jack on the floor and then back to the McMahon's wrestling God. Well, we do it all. We cover everything here. We cover everything. Nothing leaves our eyes. Hey, speaking of covering everything, have you been following Whitney Wright on Twitter? Uh, no, I've not. A lot, a lot of activity over there. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so during these uh, times of being at home, these difficult times, these challenging times, challenging times. Mm-hmm. She's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she's tweeting things like who's going to keep me company tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll be up chatting, sending you nudes, all the usual. And I'm thinking, boy, I, I text Tony and I don't hear back for two or three days. And then I just happen to see her feed and I'm starting to put two and two together. No, you, you, uh, your uh, calculations are off my good friend. So your you, calculations are off. You have not yet spent any nope. time on her uh, social media. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So you're just not attracted to her. You don't find her cute or interesting. No, it's a, it, that I have a, a life going on and I don't want to spend my entire time doing one thing, which is what I would do. What will that one thing be? What do you think? Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> no, wait, what was your thing? Waka, boom, <laughs> waka, boom. Yeah. That's what it would be. Waka, boom. Have you seen her little patio? Uh, I, I understand she had a big patio. No, it's a little patio, but it's cute. Okay. It's a cute little patio. You should go take a look. <laughs> You're too much. What? Oh God. No, I, I haven't. Things around. I haven't. Hey, but I have seen all the great shirts at lowestrules.com. Oh man. I'm so glad you mentioned that because we've Thank got you. some really funny ones over there lately. And if you haven't checked it out in a while, you should definitely check it out. Uh, we're going to be discontinuing some shirts soon, Tony. I don't know that you're in the loop on that, but, uh, right now, uh, you should check it out. It's lowestrules.com. We've got, and I think this is one of my favorites because it's from a bonus episode from adfreeshows.com, which by the way, you would have gotten this show like almost two weeks early in ad free. If you had already joined adfreeshows.com, but it's Tony Shivani's meat shop and <laughs> tremendous. Uh, we've also got first you get the chicken, then you get the dick in Whitney protection program. Probably the best shirt we've ever done. Rarely squeezed orange Shivani hog watching. I'm a weird, weird guy. You a lie. I want that goop. Uh, I love ramp. Butch Reed was <laughs> over in Florida. Hire Mance Warner. So many fun shirts. Go check it out. It's lowestrules.com. We're going to start discontinuing some of these shirts. Uh, some of the old ones you probably want to pick up like the classic Lowest rules, Klon Dick, Flair hit it first. Damn, I'm good. Bill's glass bottom boat ride, uh, low key big hog. 
suckers got to know cat bath hashtag NFL TG, but perhaps the very most popular shirt we've ever sold. Tommy young, nothing like it, man. All available now at lowestrules.com. How about the STF right in the middle of the fucking ring? Are you kidding? Bobby's going to tap out. No, my God, he's not. Who is this? Chris Benoit. Track it. Stomping away on Eric Watts. And now we got basically a two on one. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric Watts looked like he had. What is this? What is Arn Anderson doing in there? Arn Anderson saving Eric Watts. Punching out beautiful Bobby and Chris Benoit. Can you believe it? I can't. That that blew me away. Chris Benoit here to make the save for Bobby and, uh, unbelievably Arn Anderson makes the save for Eric Watts. Mm. I wonder if they cooked up this in a parking lot at a gas station. Wow. Huh? Uh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to talk to double a, the enforcer, Arn Anderson here. So we're going to track that, but look at, look at, look at the hair on Benoit here. Wow. How about that shirt back when, back when guys would wear those color chain shirts like that. Yeah. Tie dye shit. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. It's ridiculous, man. Well, there you go. I, I, man, I didn't expect to see Benoit at all. That completely blew me away. I didn't even know he was with us back then. Let me just tell you, if if I'm in Benoit level shape and I'm doing a run in on Eric Watts and Bobby Eaton, I'm taking my fucking shirt off. Absolutely. All right. right. Here we go. Here comes. The enforcer track it. I know on the main event a couple of weeks ago, a lot of bad blood started to build between you and beautiful Bobby. And seemingly that is not over. Tony Giovanni three months ago. If you told me any of this would be happening, I'd call you a liar. Bobby Eaton, you went your own way. A lot of things are going to be resolved between you and I. Eric Watts showed me one thing. He's got more guts than I thought he did. And he didn't have to pay for the sins of his father anymore. He's his own man. But one thing I got to tell you, Bobby Eaton, you got a problem with me. We're going to solve it. Maybe I'll have to take a partner, somebody like Eric Watts, since apparently you've got one. Now you're running around with slashing your Shanghai Pierce. Tomorrow night, Shanghai Pierce, you want some of me? You're going to get it. And Barry Wyndham, the thing that is in my focus, the one thing that is first and foremost on my mind, my friend, is we got a date. And we're not going to hold hands or play kissy face. We got a date, my friend, for that title, and I'm coming for you. Trust me. It will. We ain't gonna play kissy face. If that ain't an Arn Anderson line, I don't know what is. He's one of the best. Actually, I was pretty ruggedly handsome there as well. Dude, you look like you're Michael J. Fox's uncle <laughs> on that Family Ties show. Like you, I've got some stock tips. Have you looked into the IBM IPO? I think you could pick up some great, some great gains there. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of a, a man's man, here he comes. Mm. Mr. Wonderful dude. You've got like a, a badass brigade here, you know, with Rick rude, Arn Anderson, Mr. Wonderful Jesus. I know man. Talent, uh, Benoit. Uh, gee, wow. What you talking about talent rich. Can you imagine if Mr. Wonderful was your dad? <laughs> God damn it. I told you to cut the fucking grass. Yes, sir. I mean, nobody's what's interesting though, is 
you know, we say that, but at the same time, you and I, you and him had conversations about, uh, shitting in trees, right? Yeah. Right. And he looked at me, he said, you ever walk, I'll tell you the story again. We were in Orlando, we were having sushi and I was talking about all the silly shit I did when I was a kid. And he looked at me and he was serious. He said, do you ever climb a tree and take a shit out of a tree just to watch what it'll look like when it fell out the tree? And I went, no. (laughs) And he didn't admit that he did, but you could tell that he did. But then when I laughed about at it, he, you know, he denied it. So the badass brigade continues. Here comes Ron Simmons. Wow. And as we just saw, Paul, uh, is the television champion here. Hey, if you were going to fuck with somebody, would you fuck with Paul Orndorff? Fuck with, uh, Ron Simmons or just end your own life just as a precaution. I think the third choice would be the good one. Now, you know, look. If you go back in time right now and say, well, Simmons is a younger man and, and you, but then again, you go back and you think of that two years later that Vader got his ass kicked by Paul Orndorff. So even though Paul Orndorff was the senior of the two men here, Paul Orndorff was very much in the ass kick. I mean, look, any of those old school guys, you know, like Orndorff, like Ole, Gene Anderson, Blackjack Mulligan, uh, with the exception, maybe Ric Flair, all those old school guys could really kick your ass. It's pretty remarkable to see him have such control of the crowd here. This is the early days of hip hop and you know, Hey, Oh, that shit was fucking terrible. Yeah. But they loved it. That enough? Well, you know, also he was, uh, he just come off a world title run here too. Right. So yeah, I'm just gave- saying the, the crowd is so with it. Just we want to swing our arms with Ron Simmons. Yeah, man. Let's swing our arms with Ron. Yeah. And boy, and. Orndorff knew how to heal it too, didn't he? Dude, I just feel like he has permanent daddy voice. You know how whenever sometimes your kids would piss you off and you'd use a certain tone with them and they knew, oh, dad's fucking serious. Mm. I feel like he just walks around with daddy voice. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I do need to bring this up and I'm I'm probably like a week or two late on this. Did you see that uh, Dean Silverstein passed away? I did. Oh, the Cauliflower Alley Club, one of the... Uh, Real hardworking members. That that was heartbreaking to hear that. Now I find it interesting. I've always thought his name was Dean Silverstone, but you called him Steen. Is it Steen? It may be Silverstone. Okay. I think it's I think it is Silverstone. Well, but I, mean, I just call, I just called him Dean. Yeah, I think everybody knew him as Dean, and right. I just uh, I don't I didn't know that you had a relationship with him. I'll be honest. Well, we had talked on the phone like one time, and we had texted back and forth, and. And emailed and it, it wasn't a, you know, wasn't a buddy, buddy thing, but I knew him. Wait, do you talk and, to him one time? Like when you joined recently? Yes, I sure did. So you just talked to him to join talk- and then weeks later he passes away. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's about a month later he passed away. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of your fault, right? <laughs> no, not even, not even close. Well, let's run not- through this. Do oh. you think you were the most recent member of the cauliflower alley club? Uh, yeah, I have a feeling I am. And then do you think that was like his life's work? Like he just wanted to get you to sign up? And then no, I don't think it was like that up, at all. His work was done. No, I don't think it was like that at all. What I do think though, is that you're full of shit. Motherfucker. Wait, what, what, what did I do? Here's okay. what I know. You're trying to connect me to Dean's death and you shouldn't do that. I started out by really sincerely, uh, giving my condolences 
to his family for his passing for all the work he's done for the Cauliflower Alley Club, and all of a sudden you wanted me to blame me for his death. Well, because you were the person who talked to him most recently. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe maybe Brian Blair talked with him. I don't know. Maybe Paul Orndorff talked to him. I don't know. You know, maybe Jim Ross talked to him. I don't know. Anyway, back to the match. Boy, you can twist some shit around your... Why are you upset with me, Tony? You joined. You're a member. Yes. Do you need me to... Let me email Dean and see if I can get your money back. He's dead. Oh. Stop it. Why are you mad at me? What did I do okay. now? Okay. I've just, uh, Paula, Paula, Paula. I'm going to tell you now, you better stop that. Cause he may not be in the best health, but he will drive to your house and fuck you up right now. And he, he doesn't live that far from me either. So, so uh, chat me up. Why, why are you so upset with me today? What did I do now? No. Yeah. I just, I'm just having fun here. We have fun on the show. Big cross body block. Oh my God. Oh, and a two count. Speak for yourself. This shit's not fun. <laughs> This every, is not fun. It, no, every week I tune in hoping that I'm going to get more information on my six man belt. And every wow. week I hang up just more disappointed than the prior you, week. You, when it comes to that belt, you're one miserable fuck. You know that? Well, you, you promised me something and now you're not delivering it. Yeah, you really are. Well, why, why are you fussing Tony? Do I owe you a six man belt? No. Are you upset because I owe you a belt? No, because it feels like you owe me a belt and you should shut the fuck up and get in the goddamn attic and get it. Mm, okay. I'll do my best. Okay. What do I ask for? Really? All I ask is that you deliver on your promises. Okay. The promise was that if I find it, you can have it. Oh, Jesus. That was, that was the promise. That's okay. I'm going to pull the tape. Oh, don't pull Matt Coon, go pull the tape. Oh, listen, Matt Coon is your, is your fat blow boy. He'll do whatever you say. Whoa, 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 and he'll, whoa, 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 okay. Whoa. And, and he will. And not only that, he will, he will probably, uh, do a dupe tape. Let me, let me ask you this. He'll probably edit some words together to make me sound like I said something I really didn't say. You He'll do what, a dupe tape. You think with all the dumb shit I've made you say on this show, you think I need a dupe tape to make that happen? Probably not. <laughs> no, of course not. I don't need a dupe tape. I do like <laughs> the way you pronounce that, but let, let me, let's talk about a real problem that you've got. Uh-huh. All right. And, and that's, I'm really glad that. You're we're having it. We're in the middle of a hell of a match here. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff against uh, Ron Simmons. I think it's TV title here, isn't it? Uh, who cares? Okay. Um, you, you just called Matt Coon fat. Mm. Did I? You sure? You said fat blow boy. Again, that's probably a du- on a dupe tape you heard somewhere. We're going to set aside the, the blow boy phrase for a minute. I mean, there's a lot to unpack on that for another episode. But fat, you, you have recently started to really start body shaming, which is pretty remarkable from somebody who two years ago, couldn't touch their toes. Right. Yeah, that's the way it is. Oh, he missed the shoulder block. Conrad. He missed the big shoulder block. Could have won the belt there, but he missed it. Hit his head. Hurting. Where's Paul Orndorff? Where here? What, what, where, what? Hey. Get the camera shot on Lord. Oh, there you go. Came off with the knee. Hey, we're missing a good match here. All right. I'll let you call it. No, I'm going to call it. Just talking to you. We're missing a good match here. And you're talking about Matt Coon. You brought him up. No, you did. You said, Hey, he's your fat blow boy. That's no, hard. you said, I'm going to have Matt Coon come and pull out the tape and make a dupe tape of you a saying something tape. you really didn't say. By the way, we should mention that, uh, before Paul Orndorff was the, uh, 
or Paul Orndorff is the champ here only since March. So he's only had it for a month and change. And the reason he's got it is because he won a tournament beating mm-hmm. Eric Watts. Yes. And the show actually airs about a month prior to this, but the reason they needed a tournament is because Scott Steiner was the television champ and he left for the WWF. Hmm. So Scott Steiner's TV title is now owned by Dave Milliken. Steve Austin would have held it as would have, uh, Ricky steamboat. And the other one that I think, um, Steve Austin holds or, or wound up with is, uh, is the one that Orndorff sporting here today. Cause the Orndorff one here, uh, one's gold and one's like nickel. And that one is the one that was used in a stuck mojo video. And they wound up, uh, that, by the way, that's Chris Jericho's old band, which is now Fozzie. Right. And they wound up loaning them some belts to use in a shoot and, uh, for, you know, for a music video or whatever. And then he wound up giving it to, uh, to Steve Austin. Huh. Sleeper. Sleeper. Let me just tell you, this is one of the things I hated about wrestling from this era. What? I don't know. Just the sleeper. You didn't. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't like sleeper and you don't like the claw worst. The claw, the claw and the bear hug are the worst. Those are one and two, but number three is the sleeper. Don't get me wrong. Um, I do like the sleeper on occasion when it's well done, but when it feels like it's just a, a forever long spot and it's not a finish, I don't like it as much, but like million dollar dream and the way Hulk Hogan would have to Hulk out of it and shit like that. That was, that could be good. Okay. I got you. Pee Wee Anderson. Where's he in your all time ref list? Well, uh, I thought he was one of the better ones. And, uh, have you talked to Arn Anderson about him? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, maybe probably, I don't know what he and, he and Arn were buddies from Rome, Georgia. Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew that. You told me that. Here right. the and then of course, Pee Wee, uh, then, you know, it's since passed away after WCW went down and I don't know exactly the timeline from when, when WCW went down to when he died. Were you the last person to talk to him too? No, I was not. Can I finish this story? Sorry. Okay. And so I, I have, was talking to Arn about him and I, I think Arn and he ended on uh, bad terms, which kind of always surprised me because I thought they were very close. So Arn ends on bad terms with a lot of people. Not me. I think, I think eventually Arn gets enough of the bullshit and you're just dead to Arn forever. So I better mind my fucking P's and Q's. You damn right. You better do that. Cause Arn's not like me. I put up with shit and still like you. Oh, we know we've met Lois. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? You know, she's in the room here with me. Well, great. Get her yeah. on mic. Let's do something. No, no. She's. Did you give her one of those shits that drive her up the wall yet? We've been talking about that on the show for a few weeks. I'm wondering when you're going to pull the trigger and send selfies of you going up and down. No figure. It can't be much longer since you got that sweet, sweet con money. No, stop it. Uh, back body. This is a hell of this hell of a competitive match here. Cool. Six forty-five seconds ago. They're going to go to the time limit draw power slam out of one, two, no, sir. And he goes down and Ron Simmons is after him. And we're going to have a time limit six, uh, whatever, 20, 10 minute, 15 minute time limit. Draw hey, let me, let me make a pitch here. Okay. Pitch it. I think you need 
some underwear. It says Mr. Wonderful on the butt cheeks like that. I think that'd be where, good. Where would you where would you get that? Would we have Ryan Barkham make that for us at Pro Wrestling Tees and LowesRules.com? Without question. But mm-hmm. you rocking that as underwear around the house mm-hmm. in front of Lois. But it, how about instead of on the butt cheek on the uh, package? Well, just I'm, an idea, you know. Okay, Tony. <laughs> what? What? Who the hell? I said, okay. That's Colonel Parker. Oh, but damn. And Ron Simmons is going to win it. Track it. Swerve. So since he didn't win in the first 10 minutes, Paul Orndorff retains the championship. You've got to beat the TV champ in the first 10 minutes if you want to win the belt. So a nice way to let the, let the fans know that, Hey, he could have done it. He just needs another crack at it and he'll get it done in 10 minutes that time. How about the, the, the skivvies that Orndorff's wearing underneath his tights? Mm-hmm. What do you think that was? Do you think that's Superman underwear? Uh, no, it's probably, uh, Daredevil underwear. He was a Daredevil comic book fan. Wait, Paul Orndorff read like comic books? Oh, yeah. Oh, God damn. You just ruined him forever for me. There's nothing wrong with comic books. Okay. I just thought he's this fucking badass. Now he's over there whacking off to Aquaman. As a matter of fact, you know what I, what I, what I would love? I would, lo- I would love a comic book with me with a cape on. Look at this shit. Scott Norton with a beard flash Norton, dude, Norton should have rocked a beard all the time. This guy yeah, looks was, like, yeah, you're just, right. Do you remember the movie? Uh, no holds barred. Of course you do. Look at that. So that's Johnny gun who would go on to be Sal sincere. Yes, sir. Salvatore sincere saw Johnny uh, about two years ago in, uh, Syracuse or was, yeah, it was in Syracuse sawing there. And, um, he came up and talked to me, and he's still looking pretty good. I feel like Johnny Gunn could have been a porn name. I think it would have been a good one. Anyway, Scott Norton looks like he is fresh off the set of No Holds Barred, the movie. And he was a, a participant in Battle of the Tough Guys. <laughs> wow. That's a pretty stiff uh, lariat. Your mama's a stiff lariat. Mm, yeah, you're not kidding. How is Mama Shivani doing these days? Mm, uh, she's been dead since 1990. So about the same. <laughs> yes, exactly the same. <laughs> I tickle me sometimes. <laughs> Dude, Scott Norton, my goodness. Yeah, man. The the there's so many badasses on this show, dude. Yes. Orndorff, Ron Simmons, Arn Anderson. We're going to see Vader in a minute. Oh, Rick rude. Mm-hmm. And you know, your favorite, we got lots of big old schlongs, Colonel Robert Parker, two cold Scorpio. Wow. It's like dong a palooza over here. It is jump rope Academy night. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should 
if we're really going to get Ryan to see if he can make you some Mr. Wonderful underwear, mm-hmm. do you think we should get like some like molds of your ding dong and sell those too? No, we shouldn't like Adam and Eve.com or something like that. No, no, we shouldn't. What if we could get Whitney to use it in the video? No, we don't want need to do that. That'd be like the best thing ever. No, here's, here's the deal. Let's just talk about her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and talk about how nice of a young lady she is. She's great. And that's about the, as far as we need to go. No, but what I'm saying is, and no, I don't want to get involved in anything else. That's I, it. I haven't said anything. Story. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Track it. Invited to the, the legends reunion at Slammerie 93. Some of the greatest competitors to ever step foot in the ring are going to be there. I also have the honor of introducing a couple of more that are going to be there. Black Jack Mulligan. Lord James Blears. Now, I know that Dusty Rhodes was on this program last week, and he's going to be there. And, you know, he's approaching this thing with a very lighthearted and cavalier attitude. Well, Rhodes, I want you to know one thing. I had the list of a lot of people that are going to be there that we feel we still got a score to settle with you. So I want to tell you one thing. Show up with your party face. But if you get too close to me during the course of the evening, when you leave there, that party face is going to be turned into a face of pain. And I never forgive and I don't forget. It's going to- How about Jody, Jody Hamilton, man? Mm-hmm. He could cut a promo, man. And uh, he's going back to the old uh, Florida Championship Wrestling days when he and Dusty had a, had a pretty good run. By the way, he's billed as being six foot one, two sixty five. He was not two sixty five in that video. Wasn't even close to two sixty five. Dude, look at the stud stable we got right here. The Hollywood Blinds, Brian Pillman, Steve Austin on the way to the ring. God damn what a loaded roster you guys had here in nineteen ninety three. It's unbelievable yeah. when you really think about it. Yeah, and we really uh it, it really just goes to show you how mismanaged not to say anything about, about Eric, but I'm talking about from the top, how mismanaged WCW was. Well, Eric didn't know what he was doing yet. You know, Eric got in wrestling in 89 as a C squad announcer. He wasn't even really getting paid. Uh, and, and he's here for just a couple of years and then boom, he's, he's on top. So he's bright and he's ambitious and maybe he's applying some real business sense, but he really left the wrestling to other people and the committees. And maybe that was the issue is, is he allowed a committee to to do it, but my goodness, man, what a tag team this is. It's remarkable how much talent there is. I mean, Chris Benoit doing a run in earlier took you way off guard and now you see Steve Austin and Brian Pillman, and we're not even to the main event here. Of course, they're working with some independent talent here, some enhancement talent rather. And, uh, Joey Mags, Joey Mags, by the way, you can see where they have dug out in their the, the soles of their wrestling boots, a spot to put those lights, because I think LA gear was the first shoe company to put lights and shoes that kids would wear. So with every step they took their, their shoes would light up. Kids absolutely love that. And you see that they're actually trying to put that into the wrestling boots here, which is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just trying to be hip and it, it really didn't come across that way that well. That's why they had to take a close up of it. But uh, Pillman in uh, in Austin, man, wow. 
just great competitors. Joey Mags, you know, everybody loved Joey. They really did. All the boys liked him. They liked working with him because he worked hard and would sell, but Joey never got that push. Well, if Joey wanted to push, he should have got a different haircut. Well, you're right. Joey's haircut here where you got the mullet, but no sideburns. That's no mm-hmm. bueno. Yeah. By the way, kinda... uh, your, your referee here, is that the most Luigi looking motherfucker you ever did see? <laughs> I feel like yeah. his name's Pasquale and he owns a, a pizza place. That's like an all you can eat buffet in Rainsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he's just out there hoping one day he'll run into some of the singers from the country music group, Alabama. Yeah, when he make count, he would go, Una dura trea. Instead of one, two, three. You know my little dive bar that I like to go to here in Huntsville back when people were allowed to do things mm. uh, was the boot where we had one of our get-togethers for the low-key big hogs. And mm-hmm. you remember it's where we put uh, Tommy Rich in an FBI shirt and he ran around the corner and yelled, Somebody say something about lasagna. Yeah, that's I love the boot. Well, uh, you know, they're, they're in trying times right now. There used to be open six days a week for lunch and dinner. And they'd stay open until I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock. And I enjoyed, you know, the, just sitting at the bar and eating some wings and drinking and hanging out and it became a watering hole, but you know, they, they have good food too. And well, they're struggling so bad. They're only open three days a week right now, only for carry out. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's three to seven. Hmm. And they're just trying to do whatever they can to make it. And it's not funny, but it is my, my friend, Lisa, who, who's one of the owners of the shop, she goes on Facebook and is trying to explain what she has as a special that day, but she is like real legit Italian. And when yeah. she's trying to explain what's on the menu, it sounds just like what you just did for the count. And I was like, oh, so she, he sounds like Lisa counting. Yeah. Got a We got to have a fitty fettuccine. <laughs> I know you would get it since you too. Or an Italian. Uh, yeah, from Italy. Yeah, I'm an Italian from Italy. Let's take a look at the replay once again. Well, we're getting close to the uh, the moment we've all been waiting for here. Man, Steve took care of him on that, did he not? Mm. Yes, he did. Well, I mean, so many stars. This is a really cool episode of WCW Saturday Night. Whoever picked this show out for us to watch deserves a raise. Mm. Well, it would be... Wait a minute. Track it. Get his way here around anything that has to do with Hollywood. The World Tag Team Champions, the Hollywood Blonde. Tony, just when the critics read Hollywood its last rites and began the pilgrimage out to Florida to Universal Studios, the Blondes burst upon the scene, were splashed all over the tabloids. It's got to be one of the most exciting times for old Tinseltown. Come on, Tony, don't you know who the biggest stars in Hollywood are right now? It's the Bloods! And you don't have to wait on a midnight clear to look up and see all the stars, Tony. You can see them right here. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. Right there are the stars. You know, Tony, why is it that you're the butt of every joke? All right, guys, let's talk. Let's talk about the top challengers, the World Tag Team Championship, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Shane Douglas, the former Tag Team Champions. Challengers! Those two bums can't even coordinate their travel schedule. The family man's out here. His adopted stepson's nowhere to be found. You expect them to have a chance against the team of the 90s? You make me sick. Dynasty and Tag Team Wrestling. Steamboat's out here, Ricky. 
You know something, Blonde, is typical of you guys to make fun of Shane Douglas? That's right. You make fun because he had mechanical problems on a flight and couldn't be here. But let me tell you something. You call yourself the team of the 90s. Well, I've been involved with tag teams from the 70s, from the 80s, and from the 90s. That's right. I've had partners like Dusty Rhodes, Paul Jones, Jay Youngblood, Dustin Rhodes, and now Shane Douglas. That's right, I've been a world tag team champion on eight different occasions. Count them. So if you're talking about brushing with greatness, you're brushing it with it right now. And as far as tag team combination goes, I've probably forgotten more tag team than you two guys will ever know combined. Do you realize who he's talking to? Hey, Pelt. I've probably forgotten more tag team than you guys will ever know combined. Mm. Fans into this man at the steamboat had great sense of timing. Just look at him. Steamboat is doing nothing but double teams today. You know, earlier out here with the cold twins and now with the uh, Hollywood blondes, something else, man. Now who's going to come to his aid, but Shane Douglas, right? Yep, with a Halliburton. Old school, baby. Would have been great if his Dean Douglas outfit fell out. <laughs> do, you, do you think that... Uh, do they still make Halliburton cases? Yeah, they do. Really? And they're pretty cool. They even made a, uh, some carbon fiber ones a few years ago that caught on and, and are very collectible. I've actually got... JJ Dillon's old Halliburton. Oh, here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to track it. The entrance for Cactus Jack. Tony, I'm not trying to say this to be funny. I really do believe. This might be one of the best hours of WCW TV ever. Well, uh, talent wise, can't argue with it. Can you? I'm just saying it was a fun and easy show to get through too. Like, you know, they, they, they told some stories. They got some talent over. We had a couple of competitive matches. Uh, we started some new angles and now we're fixing to blow it off with something that's so memorable, really a phenomenal hour of wrestling home run. Absolutely home run. How about that? That's science. Pretty cool. And ladies yeah, and gentlemen, good, here good it stuff, is. buddy. Track it. He's from the Rocky Mountains. He weighs 450 pounds. The current WCW yeah! World Heavyweight Champion, Big Ben Feeder. Doesn't seem to be as uh, irate as he was at the end of the program last week. Such a cool look. I mean, he looks like a big, giant, you know, menacing bully. And that's because, well, he is. That's what, that's what he was. And how about in the ring? Cactus Jack scoop slam on Harley race. Mm. Here we go, man. The anticipation is tremendous. Well, because we know what's coming, right? Yeah. It, it, it makes it even better, man. He, look at that. He's really laying that shit in. Yeah, of course he is. Oh, <laughs> you had to with Vader because you know, Vader was going to lay it in. Vader's not here to fuck around. Not no, on, he never not was on a Wednesday night. 
Oh, that tinsel, I know is very distracting for you. You've recently talked about tinsel takes you out of the moment. You hate Christmas tinsel. I hate Christmas tinsel completely. Let's get a little shot of the backstage area. And surprisingly Bischoff is not there in catering. Mm. Oh, and, uh, look closely. See if you see a rat. Cause a lot of rats, the real kind at centers. Oh, look at this two legged or four legged. Yeah. Four. Oh, rats are part of part of wrestling though. Yeah. How about this? Ah, dang. Mm. Ah, dang. Uh, all right. That was another one. That was like the low key Friday, the 13th noise. You just made there. Really? I never did see Friday, the 13th. You never saw any of the Jason movies. No, no, I'm I'm not a horror movie guy, but you saw all the shit with people flying around in fucking spaceships and spreading their fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's humanity. Humanity is make believe. No, no, that's where we're going to be in years. Do you, do you know that some of the great inventions that we have are because of what was first introduced on Star Trek? Hey, hey, do you realize that when you were watching that stupid shit back in 1980, you convinced yourself by 2020, we'd have flying cars and here we are doing test, doing tutorials on how to wash your fucking hands. Yeah. Well, well at least go- we're healthy. Yeah. Well. Er. You thought we'd have flying cars. We hadn't figured out we can't eat fucking bats yet. We got drones. We got uh Vanguard one. Oh man. Look at that elbow. I know there's a pad there, but still, can you imagine the weight on that hip? There's only so much out of alignment. That shit can be BMW. Can't fix that shit. <laughs> Boy, you just don't get over shit, do you? You carry that shit to your grave. What are, we, what are you talking about? Six man belts and Dave Silva driving a BMW. I didn't even bring up the fact that Dave Silva ruined one of my rims. Mm. I also Dave. didn't bring up the fact that he uploaded the wrong show on JR's feed recently. Mm. Got me 1,400 tweets in an hour for something I don't even have. But you know what? You, be, you better jerk a knot in that feller. You I brought him over to Huntsville for a reason. And that's to do the work, well, not to fault. half-ass it, do the work. You need to have a talk. You need to have a daddy talk with him. Okay. Have, it, a, have a Tony intervention. Okay. Tony intervention. Tell him if he so. don't get his shit together, he's going to be known as Jobber Silva. And as you <laughs> know, putting Jobber in place of your first name and still using your last name, that's fighting words. <laughs> Speaking of fighting, look at this. Man, he was... Those forearm shots that Vader used to do, like punches, were legit, man. Oh, we got to take a break on TBS. Now we're back. I really wish I had a pair of those Cactus Jack boots. Really? I, I think that would be like the coolest Cactus Jack collectible. Mm-hmm. Do you ever ask him where you could look at where you could where you could pick them up? Nope. I think it'd be the second coolest thing. The first coolest thing would be the the ear. Mm. The, or the tooth that went through his nose. That'd be a good one too. Dude, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I w- what I would do is I would, I would frame it in a shadow box and underneath it would be like a little, like a, a silver plate. And it would say, good God almighty. Here he comes. <clears throat> oh, right in the ding dong. Mm. Vader jumping on your ding dong. Probably not the best thing that's ever happened to your ding dong. No, 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 no. It's not good. Oh, by the way, I, I want to mention before we get too far into the, the meat of this <laughs> meat. Um, 
Jody Hamilton, your close personal friend from many years ago. Can you believe he's still alive? He's 81 years old. Yeah, I can believe he's still alive. It's written. Joey, on, Joey's, Joey's too mean to die. It's on Wikipedia. On January 22nd, 2010, Hamilton settled with WWE out of court. His attorney claimed that WWE fraudulently contrived a reason to end the agreement without giving the 90 days notice that was required in the contract. The suit also claimed that WWE illegal entered the deep South building on McDonough, Georgia, and took property that belonged to Hamilton. It also claims that WWE executive vice president of talent relations, John Laurinaitis warned that any wrestlers who continued to work with deep South or Hamilton would never work in the wrestling business ever again. Two unnamed professional wrestlers who were under WWE contract at the time confirmed Hamilton's claims that Laurinaitis made the threatening speech. WWE attempted to get the lawsuit dismissed before it went to trial, but were not successful. The settlement was not disclosed. Hmm. Well, a big boot from big van Vader there. So more evidence that Tony, you might've made the right call, not, not accepting Bruce's and, and, and Stanford's advances to go back to the WWF. Well, I think in light of what's going on today, I would agree. I would, I would be unemployed right now. I think just a thought, just a thought. And I'm very gainfully employed. Thanks to you. And obviously thanks to Tony Khan. Well, thanks to Tony Khan. I mean, you're, you're doing all right with this podcast money, but that sweet, sweet Tony Khan money got you a Ford Explorer. Hmm. Brand new, fully loaded. I heard you got leather seats in that motherfucker. Well, yeah. But I heard. I heard you got automatic windows. Yeah, I do. I heard you got automatic locks. How about that? I huh? heard that some bitch has cruise control. I tell you something else. Okay. Satellite radio. Okay. Yeah. And here's something else that star star Trek brought us. Oh, God. I, I can start, I can start the car sitting in my bedroom. Just punch a button on my phone. Let me just start tell you, car. let me just tell you general motors had that 38 years ago. You just click lock three times on the motherfucker. Well, guess what? Star Trek was 50 years ago. So yeah, General Motors got it from them. So there. So wait a minute. If you pretend to have something, then you innovated it. Yeah. Cause you, cause well, you innovated big dicks then. Cause you've been pretending to have that <laughs> for a long time. Let's get to the match here. Can we please? I'm trying. You keep talking about fucking stupid ass Star Trek. Okay. No, here we go. Look at this. Oh, the Vader bomb. Vader bomb. You ever hit Lois with one of those? <laughs> no. A Tony bomb. No, 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 no. Well, it's a good thing. Cause we saw I, last week, if you do that to a woman, she might accidentally go into labor and give birth to a hand. That's right. I wouldn't want that to happen at this house. What do you, Neither. And also I can't, I, I don't think I can climb up that high. Besides children. What's the weirdest thing you ever found up in Lois there? <laughs> <laughs> he moved, he moved. Never find a prosthetic in there. No, but, uh, it takes a lot of looking. Hey, let me mention, I've got a little Tony Schiavone action figure. Maybe I could send that over and y'all could do some fun stuff with it. Stop yourself. No photo shoots. You ever, did you ever go back and just listen to yourself here? No, I've never how, listened to one of our shows. Ever. How, how silly ass you can be. I'm trying to entertain you, Tony. Well, you are. Oh, here we go. Oh man. Over the top. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it anymore. I've got to track it. We started on the floor, and I guess it'll end on the floor, Tony. Why would we? Whoa! Yeah, why would you think anything different, right? What straight by Cactus. He picks up the 450-pound Vader, slams him on the floor. Well, security moving the safety rail away. Because you never know what's going to happen here. Bodies are clearing out right here in ringside. Referees holding race off. 
He tried his maneuver, his somersault. And he missed. Harley has peeled back the mats now after that big bump on the mats, the somersault missed. And now Harley is pointing to the concrete. A minute. Mm. Race is telling Vader something. That's the concrete, Tony. Race has removed the mats. If he power bombs him here, Chesley, he'll kill him. Good God. He's not going to get up. He can count all day. He's not. Power bombed him on the cement. You see, his, his eyes are open. This match is we, over. We got, we got a major problem here, Tony. We really do. We, we have to go to a break. The referee over Cactus Jack Vance will be back. By the way, you know. That the shit's serious when you saw Cactus' legs were still crossed. Mm-hmm. And you could see Randy Anderson's face had said it all. He looked up like, oh, help us out here. Now, of course, you know, because we've been, uh, it took him a long time to move him to get that neck brace on and everything because this was a serious injury. But, of course, you know, we were in a commercial break, so... How about that guy had an airbrushed hat that said Mr. Bang Bang on it? Wow. I think you need that for your next trip to Panama City, Florida. Especially if you take Lois, because that's going to be your nickname all weekend long. Dude, this is a serious situation here. And uh, I got to tell you, watching the replay back, it doesn't look nearly as brutal as you imagined. But people said the same thing about Daryl Earnhardt's crash. It's like, well, we've seen more spectacular crashes, but you never know. Like, What's the one that's going to do too much? Like your body is unpredictable and it shouldn't be put in these situations. And when it happens, nobody can really predict what's too much and where the line is. And it did look like Vader was trying to take care of him, but oof. Well, again, they, they had just snapped back. Right. I, I think the, the brunt of the power bomb hit on the back like it should have. But when that head snapped back, bam, that's, that's where the concussion happened. This is before we knew really nearly anything like we do right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like, before CTE and protocol and all that. Yeah. The, we just know so much more now about head trauma. It wasn't even on our radar back then. Not like it is now. This is a serious situation. Let's just lay out for a minute and track it. Gentlemen, you see in the black shirt is the trainer that, that Turner broadcasting has assigned to help the athletes with their injuries, but there's nothing much he can do right now. They're going to lift him up. They're, they're going to move him, Tony. I'm going to go get my hand. All right, let's 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 see if we can clear away some of these guys here. Fans, I, I'm sorry to end the program. This one. Man, look at the, the look on the fans' faces, and I thought it was... Uh, a fitting touch that you and Jesse just take the headsets off and say, we're sorry to end the show like this. And there's still several minutes of this, but you're just hearing the guys work on cactus. Hmm. One of the scariest moments. 
that I was ever a part of. So the plan, as far as you knew was they were going to stretcher him out, but it, it went from sort of a, a working stretcher job to a, to a shoot one, huh? Right. Because, uh, you can always tell when they take their time. And again, in TV time, it was a two and a half minute commercial break, but we're talking about fans sitting around about 20 minutes of this stuff. Right. So yeah, you knew because of the time that they were taking that this was serious. And all the boys are out there in street clothes and you can see the looks on the fans faces like, Hey, this is not part of the show. And by the way, that's Grizzly Smith right there. Hmm. Jake Roberts. Dad. Yeah, sure is Grizzly. Man, what a shot as they're unhooking. Oh man. See Jesse Ventura helping him into the ambulance here. Yeah, the fear there was real. I mean, the fear there was that he broke his neck because right. we had heard that, you know, that sickening thud. And uh, got to give uh, production a lot of credit, too. They they had some very good shots of the faces of them taking his, his bag down off the. It's shot like a movie. Yeah. But, you know, we know that some of that was supposed to be because it was the plan, but. They're not, they're not going to, uh, down the road to the Marriott to drop him off and do some shots. He's really going to the hospital here. Yes, he is. He's going to Grady. The next time we would see him would be the, the infamous, uh, lost in Cleveland skits. Mm -hmm. Pretty remarkable story that you guys are telling here. A really special edition of WCW Saturday night. And, uh, I, for one, am glad we got to go cover it and relive it. We should remind you that. We've covered the payoff when he would come back and, and face Vader at uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. Lots of, uh, fun stuff available for you in the archives and stay tuned. We've got more remarkable stuff coming, uh, including some incredible bonus shows that we've got planned. Tony, we should mention our may bonus show at adfreeshows.com is going to be the, uh, boneyard and firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania 36 in June. We're going to revisit. Uh, TNA's victory road, 2011. That is the infamous Jeff Hardy, uh, situation. We've also mm -hmm. got some really fun stuff from 1987, uh, from world championship wrestling on the July bonus. That'll be when flair goes on a date with Jimmy Garvin by accident. Uh, mm -hmm. in August, we'll do the hardcore justice, uh, the 2010 pay-per-view from TNA it's TNA's ECW reunion, uh, something very, very special in September. I won't spoil. Maybe even more fun in October. I can't spoil. Uh, and then Starcade 86. It's our, uh, our tradition here. We're going to go ahead and uh, bring that one to you as a bonus show. We'll be doing that one in November. Lots of fun stuff coming your way at adfreeshows.com. And of course, everything we post on adfreeshows.com with Tony will also appear at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, which I understand last week you posted a, uh, a very special little piece of business with you and Lois. Mm -hmm. Sure did. And, uh, we got some more stuff coming up, some more special stuff coming up on Patreon as well. That is Patreon forward slash WHW Monday. We do a lot of funny things. And for our longtime uh, patrons, I, I believe that very, very soon, uh, Kilner's Adumas is going to make another return. Looking forward to that. If you haven't already throw it in your machine It's patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. 
And don't forget that is the Patreon where we do the low key big hog get togethers. And we're still hoping that we can bring that one to you at the end of July. Uh, but stay tuned. It's a very fluid situation with everything that's going on in the world, but we hope that this was a fun distraction for you this week. Stay tuned next week, uh, and every week, but next week is really special. We've teased it for what feels like a year backlash, 2006, the McMahons take on Shawn Michaels and God. And on that note, Tony, it feels like it's about that time. Thank you very much, Conrad Thompson. The main event this week is Dave Silva or jobber silver, if you will, against fat ass Matt Coon. And the two men roll out of the ring. Oh, my God. Conrad Thompson runs out of the stands. He pulls back the mat. And Dave Silva, has, oh, he's hoisting up fat-ass Coon. And, whoa, oh, he powerbombed him on the concrete. Did you hear that sickening thud? We're going to try to bring the mat. Wait a minute. We're going to try to bring the uh, rescue squad out. Try to bring the EMTs out. But they're, wait a minute. they're telling us that there's no way they can pick him up. They're going to have to get a crane. Hold on. First of all, the forklift. Ring. Fans, we are out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When. As always, Wednesdays, we are on Westwood One. Mondays, we're with our fans on Patron. That's patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Sign up now. You'll be glad you did. I've been telling you for a long time that SaveWithConrad.com can save you money, but don't take my word for it. Now, um, James, what made you come to Save With Conrad in the first place? Um, I needed a refi. Uh, I've been listening to Conrad's show for a couple of years. It was it was very you know it was very competitive uh, with what I was seeing locally and with my current lender. So I just decided to throw my business at Conrad. Was there anything specific that Conrad said on the shows that kind of made you take that first step? Interest rates are historically low, and two months without a mortgage payment seemed. Uh, really good deal um off the top of your head how much money were you able to save uh through save with conrad man i don't know what what the overall savings going to be i i needed to cash out to cover some other um other uh, outstanding debts and the the rate i dropped i was able to drop the rate down by almost a point and um basically keep my same payment but cash out enough to cover those outstanding debts and uh, have a little uh, left over for a rainy day. Oh, that's great. It's pouring down rain here. Would you recommend Save With Conrad to any of your friends or family? Oh, sure. So what are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save right now for free. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. Even credit scores in the 500s can be approved. And if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. But because we're licensed in more than 40 states, we can help more families than ever before. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did I mention you could skip your next two house payments? Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 